Welcome back, everyone, to Chicago's Legal Latte. I'm Jim Mitchell, your host, and uh, today we complete a series we have been working on uh, covering tax issues, and we are joined uh, from Laval Law by our managing partner, Ted McGinn, and shareholder, Timothy Hughes. They have been a part of this series all along and sharing with us information on the tax process. First of all, gentlemen, both of you, thank you for being here. Good to see you again. Hey, Jim, thanks for having me. Good seeing you, Jim. Absolutely. Nice to talk. We talked about audits, our first conversation, tax debt last time around. And today we sort of bring the process to a conclusion. Again, focusing on people who or, or companies who um, have an issue with the IRS, have a tax debt. Um, we talked about some of their options. So today, um, if we continue that conversation, they have a tax debt that needs to be met. If they cannot pay that, Tim, I know you work in this area quite a bit. Is, is bankruptcy an option? It can be uh, for a taxpayer, depending upon the nature of the taxes, the age, and their uh, economic situation. So uh, bankruptcy can be a relief if it's the right type of taxes that can be dischargeable. Yeah, I would add that that's commonly not really readily known. I mean, I think uh, most people feel taxes you can't discharge in bankruptcy. and and But as Tim mentioned, there are certain types of taxes, depending on the, the nature of the tax, the age of the liabilities, where bankruptcy could be an option. And it's interesting you mentioned type of tax because I, in my head, and maybe other people assume, okay, my income tax, but what types of taxes are potentially eligible as a, to be uh, taken care of in a bankruptcy? You just listed it, uh, Jim, <laughs> but uh, the other type of taxes uh, that are not are what are called trust fund taxes. And um, uh, you've, if you don't know what they are, that doesn't mean necessarily that you don't have to worry about them. If you're involved in a small business or a company that has payroll tax issues, mm -hmm. sales tax issues, uh, it's something to be uh, aware of. Yeah, basically it's taxes that are withheld by some other party, you know, usually an employee or a Tim mentioned sales tax, a customer. So the, uh, so, so the business withholds that tax and it's their obligation to remit those withheld taxes to either the IRS or the Department of Revenue or whatever state agency. And, and those individuals that don't do that, certain individuals could be held liable and that's called a trust fund tax. And if you have a trust fund tax, uh, a bankruptcy is not gonna help you there. That's non-dischargeable in bankruptcy. So when we talk about those which are eligible and can be discharged, uh, income tax then being our list. Um, if someone is currently unable to pay a bill, can the IRS force them to file bankruptcy or is that only a choice that the taxpayer would make? For an individual with one tax year, the IRS is not gonna file an involuntary bankruptcy to get them to pay. Uh, circumstances may lead them to uh, file bankruptcy, but if that one tax year is the most current year, a uh, good bankruptcy attorney is going to tell them don't file because it's not old enough to be dischargeable. All right, let's talk about some of the criteria that you, you had mentioned that under certain conditions, certain requirements need to be met for it to be dischargeable. Can you kind of give us an overview there? Sure. There's uh, four criteria. Three of them are quite objective. It's black and white, whether you meet it or not. The fourth one is a gut check. Uh, first one is the tax year has to be older than three years. 
So 2018 was due April 15th of 19, add three years, we're, we're there. So 18, even if it was filed on an extension, that took you to October 15th of uh, 2019, mm -hmm. adding three years, we just passed it a month and a half ago. Uh, if you never filed the tax return, that's a problem. The tax return has to be filed at least two years prior to the bankruptcy filing. And then a third objective standard is the tax has to be assessed for more than 240 days prior to the uh, bankruptcy filing. So those three are quite objective. We pull transcripts from the IRS and confirm the facts that you meet steps one, two, and three. Uh, the fourth factor is uh, you know it when you see it. Uh, that the liability was not accrued as a part of trying to defraud the government. So if you have uh, 15 years of taxes and make uh, six, seven figures a year and haven't paid a dime in that uh, period of time, more than likely it's not going to be dischargeable. Uh, but there's a lot of factors that could go into that and... Uh, uh, I don't think we've got the camera time for about three hours to discuss <laughs> the uh, details. Um, now, when you talk about these being discharged, is it always a sort of a, what we call a binary? Is it yes or no? Is it 100% or none? Um, how, do, how does that get tracked? Well, yeah, I think it, like to mention, there's those three tests is, is kind of an objective test. That fourth test, though, is more of a subjective thing and you may not um you know it's you know how do you evaluate that you know you got to look at the various facts and circumstances you know did the client you know do something to kind of shield themselves or conceal themselves or you know so you know did they did they leave the country for a period of time there's a lot of number of factors the irs may look at to try to decide that there's some sort of fraud going on uh, but the other tests as to mention are pretty objective and do we find that uh, we've been talking in this series about taxes in particular, but in terms of filing bankruptcy, are taxes usually just one of uh, a number of debts that people have uh, that this is going to just accumulate and they're not paying their taxes because they don't have money to pay other things? Or do you often find people who are okay everywhere else, but they just have a tax? Well, I would say typically um, clients who are in that situation often may have other debt issues that mm -hmm. may be pushing them towards the bankruptcy. As we talked about in the prior segment of this series, you know, we talked about an offering compromise program. That's a function of a taxpayer's net worth. If they don't have a lot of assets, you can typically do an offering compromise with the IRS, satisfy that liability for a you know, relatively small number. Um, you know, bankruptcy uh, is something that you know the taxer may may consider if they have a lot of other debt, a lot of credit card debt, maybe medical bills, other creditor issues, and that's where a, a bankruptcy may be an attractive option. You know, I mean, Tim, you may want to talk about, you know, the, the, you can only file a Chapter Seven bankruptcy so many times, or with, you can't file, you know, and, and so a, an individual may want to keep that bankruptcy as a possibility if they can work it out in other ways. Yeah, there's. Uh two types of bankruptcies, seven and 13. Usually people want to file a seven because there's 
no ongoing payment, and it's quick and simple under about 120 days in and out. Uh, but depending upon income, mix of debt and assets, they may have to go into a 13. And as Ted mentioned, they could have debt with credit card companies and secured creditors, where maybe a seven wouldn't work so well, and uh, they can't cut a deal or an installment agreement with the IRS because the IRS doesn't uh, like the expenses and this and that. So a 13 could force a payment plan on them. Well, let's, let's talk, uh, you, you had both shared information, particularly in our, our second uh, episode and when we were talking about tax debt or the role the law can play that uh, a good attorney, how they get involved and assist through that process. What about when it uh, is time for a bankruptcy filing? Talk about what you will do with a client to kind of guide them through the decision and then the process. Well, we uh, look at the global situation for them, you know, not just tax, not just mm -hmm. tax year 2017, but, you know, the whole situation of where they're at and uh, a lot of times clients come in in December and it's like, well, you can't catch up on the current year in month 12. So let's try to gear up so that next year you're on the straight and narrow and uh, address the issue that way. Or they may have a house that uh, uh, has too much equity, so we don't want to necessarily approach the IRS on um on a, on a bankruptcy court filing. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. um, and I can jump in there too, uh, Jim. Sometimes you have a client coming in and they have a number of other debt issues, credit cards, medical bills, you know, whatever the case may be, creditors coming down on the, uh, on the client and they also have tax liabilities. We want to do that analysis, that three-part analysis to see if these taxes are dischargeable. Sometimes you find out but not dischargeable yet, but if maybe in six months, they will be dischargeable. And so at that point, you try to work out a way to kind of buy time. So you you delay the filing of the bankruptcy to a time with when the taxes will be dischargeable. And then sometimes you got you, you to work with creditors, you got to negotiate, you got to find ways to kind of delay them so that so, so a bankruptcy makes more sense at that later date. We're, uh, we're talking with uh, Ted McGinn and Timothy Hughes of Lavelle Law as we wrap up our series on taxes here in Chicago's Legal Latte and talking about bankruptcy today. Um, once uh, someone files for bankruptcy, then help us understand it. Are the decisions ultimately made by a judge? I mean, you may have been negotiating with the IRS, but does the IRS have a say or once it goes into bankruptcy, then the judge decisions? Uh, the judge will have a order of discharge entered that essentially says you're discharged of all dischargeable debt. A uh, taxpayer can either try to uh, file what's called an adversary to determine that, uh, or um, the IRS recognizes that it's a pretty much an objective standard. And they have an uh, insolvency group that will issue a letter after the discharge saying these were discharged. Um, if there's a lien, we don't have enough time to get into that. But uh, uh, if there's a problem that the IRS says, no, you know, we disagree with the analysis, uh, a debtor can reopen their bankruptcy to file an adversary and litigate it that, at that way. But uh, our office's experiences that the insolvency group uh, 
agrees with us most of the time. So there's not that need for a lawsuit without a uh, uh, an adversary that's trying to say there's non-dischargeable mm -hmm. taxes. I'd also add there, Jim, that as you mentioned earlier, trust fund taxes are not dischargeable in bankruptcy. So many times uh, a client will have other creditor problems. And so there we might try to do the timing of doing a bankruptcy first, get get a, a discharge of a credit card, medical bills. Also nice to get a no asset report from the trustee. And then you follow up with an offer and compromise with the IRS because you know that offer and compromise process, you're trying to demonstrate to the IRS that this taxpayer has no assets and therefore you should accept this lower number. Having a no asset report from a trustee it really bolsters your uh, ability to negotiate with the IRS in that offering compromise. So we've we've talked about the need. We've talked about the process. Um, still, the word bankruptcy hangs over a lot of people. Let's talk about both sides of it. First of all, the advantages. If someone takes this course of action, what's the upside? The upside, it could be a quick resolution. And for credit score-wise, uh, with the IRS and Illinois Department of Revenue, they routinely, if the liability is over 10,000, will file a notice of federal tax lien for the IRS or a notice of tax lien for the Department of Revenue. And that does the damage to the credit report. So a bankruptcy draws a line in time and may be able to address those liens and claims and allow the uh, individual to have a fresh start. And the flip side, disadvantages, reasons that people should be cautious about doing this. Uh, kind of like Ted said that, you know, we've uh, uh, come across a case where a client uh, left a bankruptcy firm and they filed about two or three weeks before some taxes would have been discharged. And uh, we ended up uh, representing the client in an offer and compromise. And as Ted mentioned, having that no asset report is healthy, but mm -hmm. the law firm that uh, didn't do their due diligence ended up paying our bill. I'd also, I would also add another potential drawback is, you know, you got to look at the num the amount of the liability that we're dealing with. I mean, if the liability is, you know, seven, $8,000, 10,000, maybe, you know, you can file it. Even if let's say hypothetically it's dischargeable in bankruptcy, if that's the only debt, and the, the uh, you know, the client needs to decide, I mean, should I file the bankruptcy? Then you're giving up their right to file another bankruptcy later on. They may be in a ridiculously terrible car accident causing millions of dollars of damages. And that they discharge, they just filed a bankruptcy a year ago to get rid of $10,000 of liability. Now they're stuck. They can't mm -hmm. file another bankruptcy until a number, you know, what is it? Six years, Tim? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. So, so in that situation, now the tech, the, the client, they, they already filed their bankruptcy and they have to wait and they may have a significant liability they got to deal with. And, and Tim, I, I guess my last wrap up for you here is um, you, you mentioned, I think you used the word or term fresh start. Uh, bankruptcy is filed, amounts are discharged. Um, does that then draw a line says, okay, from here on in, you know, you're good, you rebuild your credit, you, you start over as long as you hopefully keep things uh, in track then going forward? Yes. And, uh, you know, because sometimes the debt that somebody is carrying is just insurmountable and they can never, you know, get ahead. The uh, bankruptcy gives them that fresh start so they're not carrying that uh, baggage and can move forward. And 
get a car, get a house, and just you know get health insurance and protect their family. Well, uh, as Tim said, we don't have enough time to cover all the details here. It's a very complex situation, but I think we've given folks a good start here on tax issues uh, front to back. But for those who do want to have a, a more detailed conversation, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? You can reach us at 847-705-7555 or find us at lavellelaw.com. Great. Well, uh, Tim, Ted, thank you both very much for being a part of the series all together and uh, great information. We look forward to talking to you guys again real soon. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Thanks now. Bye.